Welcome to the March 2013 podcast for the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. My name is Dr. Kelly Tappenden. I'm editor-in-chief of JPEN and the Kraft Foods Human Nutrition Endowed Professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I'm very pleased to have my guest today, Dr. Joseph Bulata, who is Professor of Pharmacology and Therapeutics at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. And we'll be discussing his paper that appears in the March 2013 issue of JPEN entitled, A Parenteral Nutrition Use Survey with Gap Analysis. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Bulata. Well, thank you very much for having me, Dr. Tappenden. To start, why don't you tell us why you conducted this work? What was your motivation? Well, we wanted to get a snapshot of what the current practices were around the parenteral nutrition use process and try to compare those against best practices to see how well the the guidelines, the best practices have been disseminated and implemented. There was another survey that was actually conducted back in 2003, so this really was a more current snapshot. So you conducted a web-based survey that had 70 items and was made available during the month of August 2011. And what you did was ask respondents to provide answers to questions that addressed really all aspects of the parenteral nutrition use process. Tell us about your results. Sure. Well, it was, as people will see if they go to the paper, we have quite a bit of data that we collected. So we actually had about 895 respondents to the survey, which was a good number. All disciplines were represented, and the majority of respondents were pharmacists and dietitians. And most of them came from hospital practices, Um, and about half of those were academic and the other half being non-academic. So we thought we had a decent representation. Some of the findings that uh, I guess were maybe somewhat expected, we saw that outsourcing of parental nutrition had grown considerably since the previous survey. We saw that most respondents were using once-daily parenteral nutrition admixtures, maybe somewhat expected. Still more are using two-in-one formulations than three-in-one formulations. Somewhat surprising, which was really a change from the last survey, is that most organizations, uh, up to 82%, are preparing five or fewer parenteral nutrition admixtures on a daily basis. It's really a small number. And also surprising, about two-thirds are still using handwritten order forms as opposed to some kind of uh, electronic order entry system. And so that was, that was a bit surprising to us. And as a pharmacist, uh, one of the things that I found somewhat surprising was that many of the respondents described including a number of different medications, so non-nutrient medications in their parental nutrition admixtures. So that was certainly somewhat interesting. One of the, the newer findings was that more people are using the pre-made or pre-mixed parental nutrition products. I think it was around 21% are exclusively using those, uh, those products. And whether that is, has something to do with the shortages that people have experienced or not is uh, was somewhat unclear. But clearly in the smaller hospitals or those that have smaller numbers of uh, parental nutrition, they were using quite a bit of these pre-made products. Probably some of the things that were concerning that we we found that there are still, so many years after guidelines have come out, numerous formats for describing or communicating doses of macronutrients and micronutrients, um, really all over the place, so much different than any other uh, medication, especially high-alert medication. 
We also found a little concerning that a transcription process is involved in over 80% of institutions, organizations that responded. So meaning somebody is having to interpret and, and re-enter information about a parental nutrition order. And of course, this is a you know, transcription process is a, is a big safety issue um, around medications generally. And again, as a pharmacist, I found it interesting that there were almost a quarter of respondents who said at their institution they did not dedicate pharmacist time to review parental nutrition order. And clearly, this is an opportunity in that process for any errors to be to be identified and certainly a critical point in the process. One other finding that has changed since the previous survey, many more people are using automated compounding devices now, which could be a good thing. But some of those are not using the uh, using all the technology that's built into those devices to alert them when dosing is probably inappropriate for one reason or another. So that was that was unfortunate. In terms of kind of looking at the bigger process, so the, the TPN use process, it seems that very few institutions that we could identify had a way of evaluating their process to see how you know how they're actually doing. And in many cases, the oversight for parental nutrition still remains the sole responsibility of, of a single department as opposed to an interdisciplinary team or committee that would oversee that. And we actually asked some questions to get at the issue of parental nutrition-related medication errors, which, um, you know, based at least on some local findings, probably would rank fairly high amongst all drugs that are associated with med errors. But we found that almost half of the respondents had either no idea or didn't track med errors that were related to parental nutrition at all. So that's certainly a, a place for some improvement. Thank you. You know, I have to say that in reading your paper for the first time and, and hearing you describe this again, I, I find it kind of concerning that we have here a high alert medication and we don't even really know or most institutions aren't even documenting where more problems or medication errors are occurring. You've, you've nicely outlined where we have all sorts of uh, systematic type of issues that need to be addressed, whether it relates to the organizational system, the order communication, who's reviewing and clarifying it, if anyone, um, compounding, administration, and then errors in documentation. When we think of all the potential problems where something can go wrong here, what type of advice would you give to a pharmacist at one of these small institutions that may only be, you know, making five or less preps per day? What what would you tell them to do to, for the biggest bang for their buck? Where should they start? Well, certainly Aspen has the practice guidelines that are, that are out there, so the Safe Parental Nutrition Practices document. And although that is a 2004 document, it still is a good place to start, and there's a, a process in place right now into in updating those guidelines. So we're hoping within the next year or so that some guidance documents will be coming out from Aspen. I think uh, all institutions, all organizations, uh, in particular those that do have small numbers and maybe don't have the experience or perhaps don't even have the expertise will find these documents from Aspen very useful. Um, we also had a parental nutrition uh, safety summit, which um, was captured in, uh, as, as you well know, in one of the uh, JPEN supplements in this past year, and that may be of some use to individuals. 
But clearly, in smaller institutions, particularly if they don't have an expertise in uh, nutrition support or particularly in parental nutrition, um, there are people to reach out to and, and through Aspen they could contact individuals who would work with them. I mean, clearly, it's the whole parental nutrition use process is too complex not to somehow standardize it. And this can be done even in smaller institutions. Dr. Bulata, thank you very much. I think you've outlined some important resources. Uh, that Parental Nutrition Safety Summit that you referred to is the March 2012 supplement of JPEN, so I would refer uh, any interested parties to go to that. That's an excellent resource. You've addressed an important issue that I think we really need to tackle and get some systems and, and regulations in place beyond the resources that we have. Thank you very much for bringing this to our attention. My pleasure. Thank you. For more information or to view this article, please visit us at jpen.sagepub.com. Mm -hmm.